Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Before we start, let's talk about Talkspace. Don't fast forward this. I promise this could affect your life in a major way or somebody that you love. I think we're all dealing with stress right now, whether it's isolation, canceled summer plans, economic stress. We all have something on our minds and it's so important to talk it out. We're dealing with a lot of uncertainty right now and talking helps plain and simple. You guys, Talkspace is an online therapy here to help you do just that. It matches you with a licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home and it helps you get the support that you need or whatever schedule works for you. So you can talk to a therapist 24-7 from your phone or computer and hear back daily. 
You guys, Talkspace is so important to me because this podcast is all about happiness. And I know that if you are searching for something in your life, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling uncertain, I know that this could also help you or somebody that you love if you are feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated, and if you feel like you don't have your tribe yet and you just need some extra help. It's affordable, it's secure, and we all need to talk sometimes. So Talkspace gives us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. So match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Use promo code Lori, L-O-R-I in all caps to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. That's Talkspace.com, promo code L-O-R-I in all caps. How can we create a structure that actually works for that person? Like again, for you being up there and just having the freedom to communicate is like such a more natural way of communicating, but also like probably will help you deliver a much more powerful message. Yes. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, everybody. I am so excited that you come back to the show. I mean, I can't even tell you how grateful I am to have all of you who tune in all the time and keep coming back for the interviews, the quickies, all of the things. So I just want to say a huge thank you always because I know... There's a million other things that you could be doing and listening to, but it's so cool that I get to hang out with you and run or work out. I wish all your workouts counted for me as well. Um, Can we make that happen? How can we make that happen? All right. So before we get started on introducing this next guest who is freaking genius, like I got to just tell you, there are some really cool things that have come out of the things that I have implemented from this podcast. And I'll tell you in just one second. But if you guys would please go over to at drink light pink and go and follow the page, that would mean the world to me because we are doing some really cool stuff over there, you guys. It's not just a beverage company that is for women by women giving back to women, which is my new project. If you have not heard the podcast or heard that at all yet, if you'd go over to the page and like it, that would be freaking amazing because we're doing some really cool stuff. The whole North Star of Drink Light Pink or Light Pink, I'm just using the Instagram name, is to connect women. So connect, collaborate, and celebrate are our three guiding principles with the beverage company. And what it does is it solves disconnection. So what we want to do is connect women to other amazing women. We want to connect you to the people who can help you with your dreams. We want to connect you to the brands. We want to do all of those things on that page. So what's cool is what's coming up. We are doing a rosé and founders day because all of our drinks are flavored with rosé. And we are going to be doing four days of incredible 
workshops online. So if you want to know about that, and it's going to be totally free for you, we're going to have some epic human beings, epic founders and women uh, teaching you every single day. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to just tune in for a day or whatever that looks like for you, go follow the page. We're going to keep you updated um, this week and you can go vote on who you want to be our speakers. So you are creating all of the things with this page. So we need your help there. So today, my guest is Erin Claire Jones. She's a leadership coach. She specializes in human design. She's been featured in Forbes, Nylon, Well and Good, Mind Body Green, as well as over 50 podcasts. And you'll know exactly why after you listen. It. Listen, listen, please help me with words. Okay. She helps individuals and teams step into their highest potential by offering them self-knowledge and tools to perform at the top of their personal and professional games. She's consulted for startups all over the world and built companies supporting executives, partnerships, and small teams to operate more harmoniously and effectively. So let me just tell you what we did. I booked a two-hour session with her, a Zoom session to um, do like a double date with my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. And my brother-in-law just so happens to work with us. He is our COO. And it was so incredibly cool to all go through each other's human designs to understand each other better. Not only did Chris and I get to really understand each other, um, but we also got to understand our work styles with him and also how we all function together as friends. And one of the coolest parts, and you'll hear in this podcast, because what we do on this podcast she reads my human design so you can learn all about it. And then she shares other types of people as well. But what has helped me so much is she says something in this podcast that just gave me so much freedom while building my new company. And it has come completely true for me the more I focus on it. So you'll see what I'm talking about, but this could be game changing for how you function in the world, in your relationships and in your business. So let's stop talking and let's just get into the podcast. Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. So I feel like our listeners probably have heard this somewhere if they're podcast listeners and if they're interested in... I know that my listeners really are at a level of self-awareness and just really intrigued by all the different uh, ways that we can get to know ourselves better and get to re- really utilize maybe some different... You know, Once we learn about things about us, how to be able to implement those things. So I think today is going to be the coolest conversation because you are a human design expert and Mm -hmm. you really help people understand a little bit more about themselves, which can also help us with just our purpose and our work and our relationships. So can you tell me, and for everybody listening, just give me the everything on human design and what got you so interested in it? Mm, Yes. So for those new, human design is a system that is based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. It's not astrology, but it does pull from that as well as a bunch of different systems. And the idea is that it really gives you your energetic DNA. So exactly like you said, it really helps people understand how they're meant to make decisions, communicate, cultivate relationships, build teams, literally all the things. And I think so often it's not about telling people stuff they don't know. It's like all the stuff they do know, but haven't really given them full, given themselves full permission to step into. And I think I was drawn to it because I've always been like drawn to just understanding different... I mean, like your listeners, just different systems of understanding ourselves and becoming better. 
And human design was just like so actionable in a way that I loved. And I had come from a business background and had observed so much dysfunction in all the teams that I worked with. Mm. And when I really started to saw start to see the potential of human design to like not only transform individuals, but to also kind of build teams based on knowing people's human design. And so I was just like so drawn because I knew that like even though it is based on your exact time, date, and place of birth, the information is so tactical and so grounded and so actionable that I just like have been all in for years now. And I think that it's so fun to go into companies and they're like my birth information, but then they hear all this <laughs> stuff and they're like, they're just like, I get it. It just like resonates on such a cellular level. So it's been so beautiful because when I first started sharing, no one had any idea what I was talking about. And now it's really just, as you've probably seen, really taken off in the past couple of years. Mm. So is it one of those things that people, um, like you said, do most people resonate or have you ever had people uh, who've just been like, nope, nope, it's not me. Not at all. You know, I really haven't had that experience. And I think I expected a lot more. And I work with <laughs> Don't a lot, we you know in the beginning I mean? of things? It's like... Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's just not going to... It might not resonate with everyone. And that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I do work with a lot of skeptics. And for some reason, it like resonates the most with those people because it is like so granular that they like love the specifics of it. I did have one experience and it wasn't even a client, but it was just like a friend that I was sharing it with. And he was like, I don't want to be that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, how does it feel to operate in the way that you do? And he was like, which was so opposite his design. He was like, well, I mean, it's not working, but like, that's just how I know how to do things. So like for him, there was just such a resistance to like growing or changing the way that he was operating. So I th- think so often we're conditioned to operate in a way that's really not us and human design mm-hmm. kind of just returns us. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think because of that, it offers usually people like a crazy sense of relief because they're like, oh my God, I get to be me. Are you serious? Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm really excited. I know that you've um, pulled my human design. Is that how you even just refer to yes, that? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because even with I I love uh learning about astrology and horoscopes and things like that. I don't really like live my life by it at all, but I like mm-hmm. to like I think it's super fun to dabble in. And it is interesting because once in a while I'll be like, that's totally not me. And then I realize that it was me, but I've created a habit around maybe a weakness or something that I, you know, didn't like about something. And it's just, it's really amazing that if you stop and look at different things, there definitely can be some very clear signs that can help you understand yourself and with other people. It's really, it's actually been huge for me. So I'm excited about this because even knowing some of the other signs, um, it's really helped us in our team. Because we have some people who are very linear and we know exactly, like we know what to expect when they, when I get very excited about an idea and I hand the idea to someone who doesn't get excited about ideas, they poke holes in it to make sure that it's going to work. You know, my, one of my, my brother-in-law is a Virgo and it's like, I'll give him an idea that I'm so excited about. And he doesn't, that's not his initial, that's not how he responds. And it used to like offend me so much. And now I'm like, no, no, that's how he's made. That's how he's built. We're good. This is what he's supposed to do. That's why we have him here. So isn't that hilarious? Like, and I know that you know that because this is what you do. So that's just a little sign of like, yes, I'm so excited about this. So I love that. I also think it creates so much more compassion and understanding for like the people in our lives. Because like when you start to understand like your husband or your wife or your kids or your parents or your colleagues, you're like, oh, they're just like designed a lot differently. And like, I'm going to get tripped up if I expect them to be different than what they are, or like more similar to me. So I think human design and astrology just like reminds us of how different we all are and just like Mm. gives us the language to really like, you know, leverage it. Human design, uh, astrology, enneagrams, all of those things. They really, oh my God, it has helped so much with just 
it, exactly what you said. This is why people need to listen to this podcast and to dive into whatever you are offering and doing on your socials because it it has been one of the biggest forms that helped me understand people because I used to be driven nuts by even different people in my family. And now I know mm-hmm. that sometimes Perfect. the things that drove me bananas were actually strengths that I needed. Um, it, it, when I can start realizing that that's just how they're built, they have to see the other side of things. So it's really, mm-hmm. really valuable um, for keeping your sanity and your relationships together. Oh my God, 100%. <laughs> you know, I think this one quick side note is my partner and I have like opposite human designs. And mm. I think that like, if we didn't really, and like, you know, there are so many aspects of human design. There are like 2 billion different configurations, but like, we just like having the language of human design has given us so much permission to be different. And yes. I just like, I think we would have figured it out otherwise, but I think it's actually just made it so much easier because we can like identify exactly what's happening when it is. And we're like, oh, we're just wired differently. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And to see how you need that opposite, you know, thing that they have, even though it can show up as you're different than me. This is annoying. Why are you doing this? And now you can actually be like, oh, my particular design or my particular sign or whatever, like that's a huge weakness. And I need that in my life, even totally. though I may not love it at first and how it shows up. So it's just amazing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what do you think? Where should we go from here? So I think we should start with the types. So highest level in human design, like I said, there are actually billions of configurations, but highest level, there are five different types. So you want me to start with those? Yes. Okay. So we have... And if you want to look up your design, there's lots of places online. On my website, it's erinclairjones.com slash lookup if you want to follow along. But we have... And you just want to look at your type. And so that's going to be a manifesting generator, a generator, projector, reflector, or manifester. And so you are a generator. Mm. And so basically manifesting generators and generators are the ones that have like the energy and the life force to just like make things happen. Mm. They're here to kind of build and create and bring things to life. And the most important thing in the world is that you're so lit up by like whatever you're investing your energy in. And the idea is that when you're really committing your energy to things that you enjoy, whether it's relationships, projects, partners, you basically are lifting up the energy of like literally everyone around you, Mm. you know? And so, and one of the biggest lessons for both these types is around boundaries, where it's just like, because you have all this amazing energy to like build and create and like do all these things, people can want to take advantage of it. And not necessarily in a malicious way, they might just feel that you have the capacity to like do all these things. So Mm. it's just going to be so important for anyone who's a manifesting generator or generator to create a real boundary of like, you know, I'm available for the things that truly light me up and truly excite me. And that's how I know I really like create value in the world. Mm. Um, And the difference between the two is that manifesting generators often thrive when they have their energy and a lot of things at once. They're kind of meant to be like very multi-passionate. They're like, I'm a mom, I own a dance studio, I'm a yoga teacher. They're just like all the things. And like, they've often been made to feel scattered or like they're doing too much. And for generators, it's more like, I'm going to master this thing. And then when it's time, I'm going to move on to the next. Mm. Um, But what's similar for both types, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts, is that the strategy is basically magnetism. Like you're not really meant to chase after many things at all. It's really like the more you're doing what you love, like the more things are just going to show up in your world. And your work is to really just tune into your gut to know what you're available for and what you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last piece I'd share is just that you're kind of meant to wake up in the morning with like a full tank of energy to kind of use up your energy in super satisfying ways throughout the day and then like crash and wake up recharge. And if you haven't kind of exhausted your tank in exciting ways, you know, especially when a lot of people are quarantined at home right now, you know, it's just like, it's mm-hmm. so key for you to have a good night's sleep, you know? And so you might feel a little bit depleted or restless because you haven't kind of exhausted your tank. So your work is to actually use up your energy in ways that feel really good every day. Yeah, that's me to a T. 
<laughs> yeah, you feel that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, literally right from... man. So I, I believe my husband's a manifesting generator and okay. I'm a generator. So he Correct. can do many, many things all at once and like love it and thrive and have tons of energy. Um, so I like I've dabbled in, in this a while back, but I could not remember and I didn't get it super clear because I told you I didn't have my exact time. Right. So I think it was like kind of cuspy. Like it was like, eh, I feel that. And then I kind of don't, but this for sure, like my job the last two years, and I know it, I literally have called it that without knowing that's what I was doing is to create boundaries so that yes. I can just focus on one thing at a time, or I get very, very frustrated. And I'm mm -hmm. completely aware that when I'm in my zone, everybody come like everything's lifted and comes with me and opportunities come to me. That's just how it works. So I know that's 100%. what I'm supposed to be doing, but it can feel very selfish. And I can question myself a lot. Like uh, what's my problem that I can't hang out with all of these people and that I can't focus on too many things or I get really like, I feel very weak um, and scattered. And it's almost like kryptonite. Like when I'm, when there's too much social time or when there's too much, too many other things going on. Yeah. And it's just like such a good example, especially with your husband that like he needs that level of stimulation to like stay inspired and be successful. Yep. Whereas for you, it's like, it's actually just being like, I'm available for this and then this, and just like, just a little bit more focus inwards. And so giving that permission, because like often people like him have been made to feel like they're doing too much yeah. or maybe like you, like you should be doing more, you know, but it's like, you're doing so much. It's just one thing at a time. So and it's mm -hmm. so interesting what you said around the frustration because every type is going to have kind of different signals that reveal whether they're on or off track. And so for you, a sense of being on track in your design is just like deep satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Just like satisfied in your relationships and your work and all of it. And like off track is just frustration, mm -hmm. you know? And so like for me, off track is bitterness. So it shifts a little bit for everyone. So it's just like frustration is often like an invitation to course correct. Like it's not quite working and it's time to step back. Mm, so. so good. Okay. So, so we have... the first type. Okay. First two. So then we have projectors. So I'm a projector and projectors are basically not the ones that have like the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and do. They really are here to kind of be the advisors, the leaders, mm -hmm. the guides, the teachers. They don't really have that consistent energy throughout the day. Their energy really operates in ebbs and flows. And kind of the joke, but reality is that they're meant to work like three hours a day, which I know is like not always feasible. I know I work more than that now, but just at least honoring that like their worth is not in how hard they're working or how much they're doing. It's really just in their perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, often they make amazing managers or CEOs kind of guiding other people's energy rather than doing all the doing. Or, you know, coaches, therapists, psychologists, they can kind of really tune into people and make them feel incredibly seen and recognized. And their gift is really in like, you know, just to understand the difference. Like for you, it's really tuning into your desires and like knowing what you're available for. And like, it can feel selfish, but like, that's actually how you create like the most value in the world for like everyone else, mm. you know? Whereas the projector really is kind of like understanding other people and like asking them questions and helping them get clear on like what their desires are. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Totally. This conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you start to see that every role, like every type plays a different role and we just like all need each other, mm -hmm. um, which is such a powerful reminder. And so the strategy for projectors is basically all about kind of waiting for invitation and recognition. So it's really mm -hmm. like our work is to just like make yourself visible and available so people can find you um, and kind of wait for that invitation piece. Um, and again, it's like initiating and like chasing after things like for me, when I was building my company, like if I like chased after certain clients, like there was always so much resistance. Mm. And I basically just made it my job to make myself visible. 
And like, it's just been so much more in flow because it's like, I'm just going to share about what I do super authentically and let the people that actually resonate with it come to me. I love that. I mean, we're doing this right now. We're like living it. You're exactly. You're seeing me. I'm feeling great about being seen and being told what I need to do because <laughs> it's validating me. You're just getting out there and being seen by getting on podcasts, which is adding so much value, which is making people want to cut because you're already making me like, okay, let's keep, let's keep talking about me and validating me yet. while you're being seen and giving value to everybody else. So this is like a beautiful, we're in, we're in sync here in with our signs. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> keep exactly. going. So we've got, we've got projector or um, manifesting generator, generator, projector. Correct. So then we have manifestors and reflectors. So manifestors are the ones that are here to initiate. These are the people that are really here to just like get things started, make things happen. They're really here to do things on their own terms in their own way. Like they're really not here to be controlled or told what to do by anyone else. So these people are going to struggle a little bit like in companies if they're like you micromanage, like they really, it's, they thrive when it's like, this is your domain, do what you please, let us know how it goes. Or if they're kind of working for themselves and charting their own path, they often are like, most comfortable when they're kind of just like left alone to do what they please. Uh And so they really are the ones that are here to initiate, get things started, kind of make the first move, like I said, but also their strategies all around informing. So the idea is that they just like go off and do things and don't let anyone know. There's like people experience so much resistance and suspicion towards them. And so basically they can experience a lot more ease in their life when they just keep people abreast and like of what they're choosing and when. They're not Mm -hmm. asking anyone for permission. They're not even explaining themselves. They're just (laughs) like, I've chosen this, I'm doing this. FYI, mm. you know, and that's a very kind of hard practice for manifestors. It's kind of like the least natural part of all of human design, but it makes their lives so much easier when they really start to do it. Wow. Okay. So now I'm curious about my whole team. Okay. Exactly. And like, you know, when I manage manifestors in the past, it's been so different. It's more just like, again, this is your responsibility. Like, go, like, let me know how it goes. But like, if I try to like manage them or control them, it never really works. But like, again, it's so fun to do with teams because you start to understand how each type needs to kind of be communicated with. No, this Um, is insane, especially right now, because I'm watching some of my team like really thrive. I'm actually enjoying our relationship more um, and mm -hmm. observing how, um, you know, talking about not having them in my house because normally they're in my house every day. It's like an office setting, you know, we're very like... 10 until five or 10 until six. And I'm observing during this time of quarantine that like, I feel like a lot of us are actually working better. So it's yes. interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering who's a manifester mm-hmm. on my team right now, which I think mm-hmm. I'm figuring that out. And even looking at your design, it's like, you're not really meant to be in like a small team or a large team day in, day out. Like it's actually a little bit better for you to like come in and out of that environment rather than be like, I'm with this group all day, every day. Oh, I feel that. No, I, yeah. I literally have... I just last week I was on a walk. I said, you know what this is showing me? I am not meant to do like, I am so much more creative and my happiness level, I literally said has gone up like 30 or 40% since I've had more time just with me. Exactly. Okay. Thanks. Of course. And that's like not even specific to type. There are other pieces that kind of speak to the team piece. Mm. Um, And then we have reflectors. So reflectors are 1%, so much more rare. And these people are kind of like our collective mirrors. They're a little bit harder to like feel into who they are, but they're basically taking in everything in their environment and kind of mirroring it back. You Mm. basically get a really good sense of like how a community is doing, how a team is doing, how a society is doing just by how that person is showing up. Because they're just kind of like being the mirror for all of us. Interesting. 
yeah, it's so fascinating. So like at a time like this, I'm like, where are the reflectors? Like, what are they seeing? You know, because they just like have such a unique perspective on the world. And the most important thing for them to do is to be in environments that feel good because they're just taking in so much of their space. There's a little bit of this in your design too, which I can speak to in a sec. Um, so it's really about being in like homes that feel good, cities that feel good, all that. Mm. But also their identity is always changing. Like over the course of a month, they're going to have periods where they feel like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a manifestor, like a projector. And so the most important thing is that they don't try to put themselves in any box, mm. but basically they allow themselves to be very fluid. It's more like, this is who I am today and it's going to be so different tomorrow. So really honoring that when they've often spent so much of their life trying to be just one thing and their mm. magic is like, they're actually kind of everything. Mm, I, I kind of feel that. So I'm curious on that one. Yeah. Well, you have a piece of that in your design where we all have kind of different areas in our design where we're very fluid and open to kind of other people's energies. So one of your open centers or open areas is your identity, mm. which means that you're meant to have be a little bit chameleon-like. You might feel a little bit different around different people. like. Yep. And the key for you is actually all around your physical space. It's mm-hmm. by being in the right physical spaces, the right restaurants, the right homes, the right cities. It kind of makes you available for the right people and the right opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as much as you can honoring that, you know, if you go to a restaurant, you're like, mm, doesn't feel right. I'm going to go. You know, the hotel doesn't feel right. I'm going to leave. Like being in the right space is so key to attracting the right people. And also, you know, similarly for you, it's like not trying to put yourself into one box. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is who I am today. This is who I am at this phase of my life, but it's going to keep changing and adapting. And like, that's so much my magic. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't even tell you like I, so I, I'm completely a firm believer in all like, especially this in Enneagram. Um, so it's it's fun because I've always been trying to do this one, but like I told you, I, my mom like was like not knowing where my birth certificate was, so I was always driving her yeah. crazy. She lives in Wisconsin. I'm like, have you found the birth certificate yet? Have you gotten it? I'm trying to figure this out, and she's like, why do you want this? Because she doesn't like. She's very of religious. Course. She won't even dabble in it. So I think she was resisting it, like finding my birth certificate. So anyway, this is so much fun. I'm having a blast right now. Thank you. Um, let me tell you why that is. Because you're so interested, right? Um, I, no, I really am. I okay. love hearing the experiences. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, because that's also part of your human design. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so this is, I will walk into a restaurant and I drive my husband crazy. I drive him nuts. Like we'll be in a city and I'll be like, we're not eating here. <laughs> he's like, totally. he's like, why? I'm like, does it matter? It's only going to take me five minutes to find the right restaurant. He's like, I don't understand you. I'm like, it's not... I don't feel like me in this place. I'm like, we're going to go somewhere and it's going to be the vibe and it's going to be, it's going to create an energy. And I had no idea that it was like, oh, it's creating an energy in myself because I know Mm -hmm. that that's also what is going to create like the right feeling and the right conversation. And it's, I can totally let go of it when I need to. I'm very capable of like, if I was with a group of being like, oh, this sucks. But then being like, okay, you can absolutely go with this flow. Like, I'm able to let it go quickly. I didn't used to be. So that's definitely something I've worked with. But that is so interesting. I've been that way my entire life, right down to like a table in the restaurant. I'm like, this is not the right spot. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, so often these people have been made to feel like high maintenance. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, they're like, oh yeah, like leaving the restaurant, the table. But like the space is just actually so important for them that it's going to like benefit everyone involved that they're in the right space. And so it's actually a thing where it often gives people that permission where like you, you're like, yeah, I need that. And like, it sounds like you've given yourself permission to ask for it when you need it. But it's just mm-hmm. like, it's so important. It's going to affect you in such a profound way. Like even if you have a meeting with somebody, like if you choose the space and like it's yep. so much more likely that meeting will go well, 
But like, if it's in the space that feels wrong, like it's a little bit harder for things to move forward in the way that they're meant to. It's and and I want to give permission to other people who feel that way right now, who or anyone who's not understanding what that is. It's an actual feeling inside of my body that's very like it goes to that same frustrated feeling where mm-hmm. when I I know that when I get into the right spaces, I actually am the person who's creating the conversation, and I mm-hmm. believe that. I'm also capable of creating an experience for people. So when I feel good and can create that experience for people, I know that it's elevating everybody. I just, I know that that's who I am and that's why I'm here. So when I feel good, that's what happens. Exactly. Exactly. And there's another interesting piece of your design. So one other piece that I think is interesting for people to look into, we don't have to talk about it all here, but it's just around how we each make decisions. We're all Mm. designed to make decisions differently. And for you, it's like, you've got a very strong gut response. You've got a super strong intuition, but you know, you really are designed to give yourself a beat before you make big decisions. Mm. You're not really designed to be super impulsive or spontaneous, but to really feel into things Mm -hmm. um, and sleep on things. And I don't know whether or not you do that, but I just wanted to bring it up because even in terms of what you were just sharing, you kind of like broadcast out your emotions. So like when you're on an emotional high and you're feeling good in the space, like everyone is lifted up with you. Mm. But if you're like on an emotional low and like it all feels wrong, like people are going to feel that too. Mm -hmm. So I just love what you shared because like there's such a potential for you to kind of broadcast out all the right stuff when you're actually in a space that feels good. Mm, That's, yeah. I And so I have learned to wait and think on my feelings where before I used to make the decision really quickly. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you feel things quickly. So I used to right. make decisions. You have really, an immediate instinct. Yeah, too. totally. I would be like very compulsive and be like, and make decisions off of that. And now I know I, I've learned really quickly that I'm like, no, you can actually, once that initial feeling is clear, I can, you know, and give it some time. Um, I can see and f- I can hear my intuition a lot more clear when I give myself time. Exactly. And for you, clarity just comes with time. You know, it doesn't mean your initial instinct is incorrect. It just means like you have to feel excited about something over time and not just in the moment. Yeah. And it still comes back to your gut. It's like, okay, I'm excited. But then like a couple of days later, am I still excited? Yeah. Whereas some people are meant to be super spontaneous, incredibly impulsive. You know, it's just like another reminder that like we're all meant to do things so differently. So mm. for you, like taking a beat is so key. That's awesome. Okay. So making decisions. So should we go through that for each person or what do you, what do you think? Cause I don't know all of the, I'm kind of going to let you guide this conversation because I don't know all of the different arms that come with each one. Yes. I love that. I would, I would definitely let's, let's talk about that because like the type, the strategy, the authority, like when you're kind of equipped with those tools in your design, like those are the most important pieces. There's basically like a bajillion other pieces, but that's so key. So we talked about type and strategy. So if you look at your design, if you have it up, there'll be a section that says inner authority and that's around how you're meant to make decisions. Mm. So Lori and I, even though we're different types, we both are emotional decision makers. And so that basically means that we don't have clarity in the moment and it's really healthy to kind of take our, take time for those big decisions. Mm. There are some people that are what we call sacral. Sacral is all around your gut response in the moment. So for you, you have a strong gut response, but you need a gut response over time. Mm-hmm. Some people are kind of meant to trust that gut response in the moment. They get that visceral full body yes, they're like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. But like for you, because you have this like emotional experience in your design, like when you're on an emotional high, you might say yes to too many things. When you're on a low, you might say yes to too little. So like giving yourself time helps you get that clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a sacral. There are some people that are what we call splenic. Splenic is around your intuition, which is different than your gut response. Intuition is just like a quiet knowing within. It's just like a whisper that you hear, just like a tingles or feeling that you have. And so these people are meant to be very spontaneous and impulsive. Basically, Mm -hmm. as soon as they get that intuitive knowing to just act. 
And for you, it's like you have that intuition that's so present within you. But again, over time, it's going to be the key for Mm -hmm. you. There are some people that are ego decision makers. So these aren't connected to type. This is a different piece. Ego decision makers are basically designed to make decisions based on whether or not they really have the willpower to do something, whether or not their heart's really in it. The idea is that when their heart's in it, they can like literally do anything. Um, and they're meant to be really selfish in their decisions in a way that it's like, will this decision really take care of me? Mm-hmm. Like if the decision doesn't take care of me, then it's like not going to be the right thing. And that's how they can really be of service ultimately. Um, there are some people that are meant to talk things out. They're meant to basically just verbally process. These people are called self-projected this is only possible for projectors where they need to kind of just like surround themselves with people that they trust and just let themselves talk. Mm. Like their knowing becomes clear once they give it a voice. Okay. Um, And then there are some people where it's all about being in the right environment. And then for reflectors, theirs is so unique. It always blows my mind. They're basically designed to give themselves a full 30 days before they make a big decision. Oh, wow. I know, which I'm always like, whoa. And every reflector I talk to is just like, totally. Sometimes it's like multiple cycles. So they tend to really understand it. But like, that's obviously not always feasible, but like most important is that they're not, you know, say you had a reflector on your team, like definitely not a person that you would ever want to hurry or pressure to make a decision. Oh, I've like got one. really yep. kind of need to flow through. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. Um, <laughs> so again, you know, starting to understand how different, like because my partner can make decisions more quickly than me and that immediate gut response, like I'll often like leverage him for those quick, small decisions. Yep. And it's so useful to know that where it's like he is clarity in the moment, but I like give myself permission to take a bit more time. So that's a really interesting, but important piece to look at in your design. So like you never want to go to dinner with like a, a reflector, like 30 days. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh God, order the pasta. <laughs> exactly. And like, it's really for the big decisions. Which I always laugh. It's not like, you know, who knows, but like, even for you with the emotional piece, like somebody might be like, do you want to go for dinner next week? And you might be like, I do, but like, maybe like ask me closer to, or maybe yes. ask me the day of, and I'll see if I'm really like in the mood for it. Oh my God. That's so me. I, I, and I did the exact, I think when you're learning about yourself too, I, you know, I, I'd kind of told you like I've taken the last two years to create these boundaries that I had no idea my life was in such need of. Wasn't sure why I always never felt like myself. So creating these boundaries, but then you can also go to the extreme other end of just like saying no all of the time. But I've learned that I do a lot better socially with trying to figure out how I actually feel that week. And I do not like being told what I have to do if I don't feel like doing a thing, which I think is a lot of people, but it's definitely like a visceral feeling in my body. But yeah, I I prefer that method that we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it's just like, and knowing, you know, people can be like, oh, it's a little bit annoying. Like it's only if they're in the mood, but like, it's also just like, if you're in the mood, it's going to be amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, if you're not in the mood, it's just not going to be the right thing for you at that night. And so just like giving yourself a beat. So that's a really key piece. I think another really interesting part um, of the design is something called the profile. And there are 12 different profiles not associated with type. And it's basically like, just kind of like how we're here to manifest our purpose in a bigger way. So you're what we call a four six. And basically what that means, there are two pieces, each number carries a meaning. So the four means that for you, like all your opportunities are meant to come through your network, through your community, through the people that you know. Wow. And so like Mm -hmm. the best thing that you can do is just cultivate your relationships and your friendships because like that's like the source of all opportunity for you. Mm. Do you feel that? Yes. 
I want to talk about Skillshare, which you guys have been giving me some crazy feedback about the classes that you have been taking on here. So I'm super excited because it is the perfect time to do it. I know that so many of us are feeling a call to something, a side hustle, a new creative thing that we want to be doing, especially right now when we have either a little extra time at home or we're really being shown some things that maybe we want to stop doing and some new things that we want to start doing. So Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creative and curious people. You guys can completely explore pretty much anything that you want on here. There's so many new skills that you can deepen existing passions or you can start to research new passions, whatever that looks like for you. And you guys, it offers creative classes designed for real life and all circumstances that come with it. And you can always stay inspired, express yourself and connect with a community of millions through Skillshare. So especially right now, You guys know that something that I always say on the podcast is action cures anxiety. So I can definitely say that a great way to settle your mind is to explore some of these classes. You just feel like you're doing something, you're waking up with a purpose and you're connecting to something bigger than you and getting your mind off some of the things that you've been thinking over and over and over again. So if you're not sure about what's next, this might be a really cool way for you to explore that. You can look into drawing, writing, journaling, And there's so many other things that I can tell you about all of these amazing different classes that you can look at. And I'm telling you, one of the things, one of the new classes on there is called Simple Productivity, How to Accomplish More with Less. And it's taught by Greg McCowan. And I'm telling you, I am all about this because I truly want to be productive, but I have trouble with my willpower. So I absolutely need to learn how to do more with less. So... Skillshare has some top classes on there that'll be recommended for you when you go to it. And you can get two free months right now. This is why this is so huge that I'm so excited about this partnership with Skillshare and this podcast is because right now they're offering two free months of the premium membership. If you go to skillshare.com forward slash happy, that's skillshare.com forward slash happy. H-A-P-P-Y. Those are all caps. And that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So you can start now if you go to skillshare.com forward slash happy. You guys, two months free. So if you're wondering what's next or what you should do, go check it out right now. I know this is not a therapy session for me, but it kind of is. It's teaching everyone as well. Um, (laughs) So I'm in a major phase of of you know I'm I'm building a company right now so I am and it's all about relationships which isn't everything mm-hmm. I, I isn't everything about relationships and I'm truly because I'm a bit introverted as well like when you know everything that we've said about my design is like okay as long as you're doing things that you love and it's yeah. not so much like being out in the world and like being with a lot of people. So I've always struggled with this. And my husband always fights me because he's like, you need to go build all of these brand new networks. And I'm like, but I'm always, I feel like I'm always given what I need through my network as long as I'm nurturing my network. And it's exactly. not that I don't want to meet new people because I definitely am, but I really do trust this thing that keeps showing up in my life that when I nurture all of the people around me and kind of just ask and cultivate that, that I really do find all of the right people. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that example because it's such a good reminder that like, 
you know, if you have a four in your profile, it doesn't mean like I've got to go build like an enormous network and always be networking. It's more like I've got to just like cultivate the relationships that I feel really drawn to mm-hmm. and just like trust that those are the sources of my opportunity. And like it might not be a bajillion relationships, but it's just like the ones that I really like that feel like friendships, mm-hmm. you know, that feel like real connections. And yes. like, and it's not cultivating relationships of like, you know, I want to get a thing out of this person, but it's more like I just like love this person. And like, and so, and for you, it's like good to work with people that you know to kind of work with friends. And so it feels like you're doing that so naturally. But again, such a good distinction you made of like, it's not like you've got to go build community all the time. Like you've got to just nurture the connections that are there that you love. Oh, I didn't figure that out until, you know, I (laughs) did all of the other things and it felt so terrible um, that I just went back to like, I'm only going to do what feels really good and show up for those things. Because even the things that... Here's where this can get really confusing, I think, because I got confused by it is, you know, there was the whole like idea of only doing what feels good. And then Mm -hmm. trying to... If you do that, you know, you're just in Hawaii constantly drinking Mai Tais. (laughs) So... Like I had to differentiate between like doing what feels good in those moments and in setting, you know, times to show up and being very consistent and showing up for those things, knowing that they may not even feel good if it's next Tuesday, but once I show up, it's going to be great, right? Like podcasting to me, I'm always resistant. And then five minutes and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I'm so glad (laughs) I put this appointment on the calendar, like to go have a deep conversation with someone. So um, I do think there's a lot of like learning and feeling into these things. So yeah, it's just, if I say I understand, it's because I've probably done everything else besides this to get to this point. Well, and that's part of what I love about human design. And I imagine for like most personal development systems is that like once you've really done work on yourself and you're self-aware, it's like this stuff happens so organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I love sitting with people that are like, you know, in their 60s, 70s, because they're like, oh my God, yes. You know, like they just have so <laughs> much life experience to speak to it. But yeah, it, it's so key. And I think also one thing for you is that like, yes, you're meant to do what feels good, but you're also meant to do like what feels satisfying. Mm. And so like my sense is like, if you're on the beach all the time drinking Mai Tais, you're like, oh, this feels good. But like, it's super not, not satisfying, satisfying. <laughs> my urge to like create and make things happen, you know? Mm. So kind of finding that combination. Oh, that's interesting. That really helps me put it into perspective. Okay. You know, and it's just an interesting time because, you know, so many people are confined in their homes right now. And so I find that like so many generators and manifesting generators, like they have to be like doing things and building things and creating things, even when they're within their homes. And like, it's been so cool. I've seen so many friends just like launch enormous projects Mm -hmm. and like initiatives in this time because like they still need to use their creative energy in such a powerful way. Whereas yeah. I feel like our, us projectors can like take a step back for a sec and like just tune in and rest a little bit more. Like that feels a little bit more natural for us. Mm-hmm. It's funny um, because I've been using this time to like rest a little more, but I I truly, I have really been trying because there's a, there's a big conversation out there, right? Like around like, like just give yourself space, like actually use this time to, to rest yeah. more. And I'm like, I'm going to go crazy if I don't like write every day or create something like it feels almost destructive if I don't. And it feels very nurturing and peaceful when I can like get to that place of creation, whatever it looks like that day. Um, So yeah, that also gives permission, right? Another, Another reason why this is so powerful is it can make you say that might be right for her, but it doesn't feel right for me. And I can do this because this is who I am. Exactly. Exactly. You so know? you said and a so four and you're four and okay. a six. Okay. The other piece. So the six is that um basically there's like a very kind of role model teacher archetype nature to your design where you mm-hmm. very much are here to like 
just be kind of a natural authority. Like your kind of energy naturally inspires trust in other people. You kind of have this like bird's eye perspective and can see things from a very unique view. But often these people tend to... I have the six too, so I... I experienced this one in a big way, but often mm. these people tend to live their life in three phases. And so often the first 30 years is like a lot of trial and error. It's like a lot of bumping into things, mm. making mistakes, experimenting, figuring out things as you go. Like not a time to make huge commitments, but just like a time of real learning. Mm. 30 to 50 is the time of kind of like stepping back and really just becoming the observer. Like processing all the things you learned from a little bit more of a withdrawn place and just like really cultivating this wisdom. You might find like more people like kind of are coming to you for advice or guidance in that time. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that like you're kind of really meant to hit your like peak or not even peak, but just like you're really meant to like own it when you like turn 50. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't mean that you have to wait till then. It just is like when you're 50 is when you like really embody what it means to be a role model. Cause you have like all the lived experience where you just like and model authenticity by just being it, mm. you know? And so like these people are often like tend to just like, it gets better and better as they go on. And I think this is kind of modeling what's true for a lot of us. But again, 50 is when you kind of like, just like are the role model in all the ways. Mm. Can't wait How for does that. that one feel to you? And how does the three phase life feel to you? Does that feel resonant? Yeah. Well, that's gives me something to really look forward to because if I've learned one thing about like learning about yourself and wisdom, it's that it's better than any of the other things that we put value in. Like (laughs) to really enjoy yourself and to just feel like you understand life and people and, and, you know, uh, uh, again, to be able to enjoy who you are becoming, Mm -hmm. I think is, is val. It, It just feels so much more valuable than all of the things that we put value in when we were young, like things or beauty or aesthetics or, you know, all of the things that we can strive for, like in our teens and 20s. So I think to have that um, I don't know. It just feels very peaceful and like, wow, that's a high value thing that we get to look forward to later on. Um, and just the role, the, the role model thing has always, um, it's funny. I didn't understand, um, that that's what I was until my late twenties, but just to be kind of somebody who I, I feel, I, I've, I just feel trustworthy. I feel like that's who I am. So it feels very natural to me. Like I actually wouldn't understand if someone wouldn't trust me. I just feel like people are supposed to trust me. That's just what I Mm -hmm. assume. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you just like inspire that in people. Like that's what your energy does, you know? Hmm. And again, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper as you just have like more life experience to kind of like ground into. Um, one other piece that I would mention is that if you look at the human design chart, it's a crazy looking thing. Like if people are looking it up, it's not really supposed to make a whole lot of sense the first glance. Um, but the idea is that we all have kind of different energy centers. And when areas are colored in in your design, it basically is where you're drawing your energy from. Mm. The areas that are white and open are the areas where you are the most sensitive to kind of taking in other people's energy. Mm. And so it's always really interesting to look at those open, those white areas in your design, because it is kind of where you can get a little bit taken off track, but also where you're really here to be wise. So I mentioned one for you was that identity piece where Mm -hmm. you're kind of here to have a very fluid identity rather than like a very fixed sense of identity. Mm -hmm. Another one that's important to mention is you also have an open throat, which is like pretty rare. And this is all around communication. And so... The idea is that you're meant to have like a very fluid way of expressing yourself. You're not really meant to just express yourself in one way. Mm. And so the potential shadow of this one is sometimes feeling like if you don't express yourself or initiate communication, you won't be seen. Mm. So there could be like a desire to like want attention or to like spend a lot of mental energy trying to like figure out what you're going to say and then be like, yep. totally surprised <laughs> by what comes out of your mouth. You know. And I think so much of your wisdom is actually giving your attention to others and trusting that you'll be invited in to share. And when you're mm. invited in, your words can have the most impact. And so wow. it's really about finding... 
finding a place within yourself where you're very comfortable and quiet. So you're never speaking to feel that silence. Mm. It's like sitting with that pressure to speak without reacting to it, unless like you really have something to say. And the one other piece I'd share is because I know you do speak is like, often these people are like master speakers because they can like express themselves in so many fluid ways. So like, if you're going to go give a talk, like the recommendation according to human design would not be like, okay, I'm going to write the talk get up there and read the talk. Like it's actually like you can write whatever you want, but like to actually get up there and just like let it flow because like you're so open in that area that you can basically tune into exactly what that audience needs to hear Mm. and just kind of like allow yourself to just deliver that. And so that can be obviously a little bit scary, but that's a very powerful Mm. way to communicate and saying kind of the right thing to those people. Can I just say, could I, we have not have done this four years ago when I was like stressing over talks, like... So I've 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 learned that in the last two years, and it's been the scariest thing ever. Literally, the scariest thing ever to be like, you're going to write four to ten bullet points, and you're going to go up there in front of even you know ten thousand people, and you're just going to talk about each one, like without thinking about it. Like I think about it, of course, but I physically cannot write a talk and stick to it. I will spend. Chris watched me write my TED talk. It took me probably, it was it was 18 minutes. And because I had to memorize it and write it out, it took me over 30 hours to yeah. write it because it was that like not, that's how opposite of my style it was. Of and course. it didn't necessarily even feel great when mm-hmm. I was up there because I was like, I, I can't get into my body. I felt like I was somebody else delivering Mm-hmm. a talk. It was the most interesting experience. And that's when I was like, I can never do that to myself again. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to have to just trust. I would rather fall flat on my face and trust than to put myself through the agony of trying to write something. And that's when I learned what kind of speaker I was. So you couldn't mm-hmm. be more dead on. Like it, it's, I, I pray everybody does this who speaks because it will just be permission to Um, do whatever it looks like. I really do wish I would have known that like four or five years ago because I used to beat myself up like, why can't I be a Mel Robbins or Brennan Bouchard who can write this perfect talk and say it over and over again and nail it? Like I'm incapable of it. I really am. Like, can I do it? Yeah, but it feels, it literally feels awful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just such a powerful example. And like you can see how some of these structures like TED Talks or even just schooling, they're often like catered to a certain way of doing things. Yeah. And so it's just like it's so nice to understand this. And like, especially with like parenting and kids or whatever, it's just like, how can we create a structure that actually works for that person? Like again, for you being up there and just having the freedom to communicate is like such a more natural way of communicating, but also like probably will help you deliver a much more powerful message. Yes. Oh my God. So, yes. Yeah, there's so much. Um, but those are some key pieces. Um, do you want more or? Yes, of course. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, so another open area for you is your open ego center. And this one is true for a lot of us. Um, the open ego center means that sometimes we can have an inconsistent sense of self-esteem and willpower, mm-hmm. which means like sometimes you might feel like <laughs> amazing about yourself, you know, and other times less so. Like sometimes you might have the willpower to do things, other times not so much. And so the shadow of the center, and when I mean shadow, it's just like when we're kind of in the lower expression of it, when we're not really in the full potential, the shadow is like, you know, you're overcommitting to things, you're overcompensating, you're overpromising, like mm-hmm. you're just trying to like prove your worth and prove that you're enough, prove that you're a good friend, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom for the people that have this open, which has been so transformative for me is like, honestly, knowing that you're not here to prove a thing. Mm. And if you're ever doing something out of a desire to prove yourself, whether it's contributing at a dinner or whether it's having coffee with a friend, it's just not going to be the right thing. Mm. And like some people are here to prove themselves. Like it's not to say that that's 
the wrong thing. But like these people like are really just not here to prove a thing. So like I would encourage anyone with an open ego. So for you, for me, for a lot of us to just like mm. always have that be a filter of like, where is this really coming from? Like, are you coming from it, Lori, because you're lit up by it and your gut is like, oh my God, full body, yes, let's do it. Or is it like their thing that, or is there a thing that you're trying to prove? Wow. Yep. Yep. I've learned more about this part of myself. And again, really, it's kind of crazy. It's been really the past two years that I've gotten really fierce with it because I do think, you know how you said your um, 30s uh, for me in particular are so... Was it 20s and 30s or 30s and 40s? 30s 30s and 40s. Are just so much about like, I, I was doing just experimenting and I had been, yeah, I'd been, oh yeah, yeah, experimenting so much and failing so much, but also great things come out of that. But mm-hmm. it just, I think I did it so fast that I've learned mm-hmm. so much about this particular portion too. Um, and I can, I'm feeling it myself a lot right now. Let me just tell you, like in this, in this time where there's a lot of space where I'm like, I should be using my voice more. Should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? And I'm like, wait, no, mm-hmm. I know why I'm doing that. I'm doing that because I, I don't want to feel like I'm irrelevant or I feel like I want to be seen or I feel like I should be exactly. doing that. And then I'm like, that doesn't make me feel good though. And it's, it is when I just wait or I'm quieter or I do things because I enjoy them, that those are the things that really resonate with people. Mm-hmm. And it feels like less than I should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Totally. And like just trusting that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And again, just like it, it can seem so like simple, but that filter of like, where is this really coming from is so profound. Mm. You know, it's just like, wait, where is it? I'm like, this is not coming from like an actual desire to do it. Wow. Um, so those open centers are key, you know, just for context, other people like you might have an open emotional center, meaning you're taking in other people's emotions and mm. amplifying them. You might have like, you know, taken other people's stress, other people's fear, other people's thoughts. Um, so it's just like so revealing because I think often we can get a little bit confused. We don't know what's ours and what's someone else's. And so this kind of helps just clarify exactly what that is. I think another really interesting piece of your design, we all have what we call channels, just different like natural strengths that we carry. Mm -hmm. And so one of yours is like the name is basically like mental clarity. And the idea is that like your mind has the potential to be incredibly inspiring for other people, but also like a little bit confusing for you. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that like, it's confusing for you when you try to like make decisions and like try to rationalize them and make sense of them and like create reason for them rather than kind of really trusting your gut and just feeling into them. Mm. And like your mind is really here to be inspirational for other people to like offer new insights to kind of like, but not here to resolve all your own stuff, Mm. you know? And that can kind of confusion to mental clarity, like confusion is a natural part of your process, but it's only because like mental clarity is always on the other side. So your work is to kind of just like stay open to the insights that come and like trust they'll come at the right time. Mm. Million percent just said it yesterday on a walk. I was like, I feel uh, so... I said to Chris, I'm like, I need somebody to help me with creating um, what I'm doing for this infrastructure of this company and core values and just bouncing things off of someone. But I said, I literally can do this for other people instantaneously. Like I can see things so clearly for people. Um, And like the podcast, right? Like I love to get on here and give wisdom for other people of like what I can see and what I think is a great path or whatever that particular thing is. But when it comes to what I want to be doing, I need to invite someone in like to kind of like either guide me or give me some insights. And then I go and sit and think on that and then get very clear. Mm -hmm. But it takes me like, I feel like I do need some external help of somebody, even just to honestly, a lot of it is just even holding space for me. 
You know, and I'm so glad you brought it up because actually a thing, according to your design, what that would be super useful is basically people that just like give you things to respond to. Mm. So it's not about like telling you what to do. It's more just like giving you options, like giving you things to feel into. Like somebody like you, you know, my partner is a similar design in some ways, but like if I ask him an open-ended question, like where he wants to go to dinner, he's just like, gives me a blank stare. Mm. But if I'm like, do you want to cook at home or go out? Do you want to make this or this? Like specific kind of yes, no questions that allow you to bypass your mind and get you straight into your gut is like actually such a cool way of communicating with you. So it could be a cool thing to practice, but having people that give you things to respond to so you can kind of feel into your body and just like this thing feels right or it doesn't. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, I can't even you tell that. you guys, you you literally need to do this because I, I just... <laughs> told this to a team that I work with. I work with these girls right now on different designs for the marketing piece and the design of this new... I'm starting like a new um, NA and alcohol company, um, like very female centric. And I said, here's how I work best. (laughs) Bring me... I'm like, show me options and then I'll know what to do. I'm like, it might be completely different from your options, but you have to give me a place to start. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Like the worst nightmare is just like a blank slate. Yeah. I'm like, no, show me two things and I'll I'll know exactly what I want. I'm very decisive after I see it, but I'm like, no, you can't give me open, like, don't give me all of the space at once. I'll tell you more later. So... (laughs) Exactly. And so like whenever you have this kind of person on the team, it's like giving them things to respond to. Whereas like if you have a projector in your team, you want to like ask them more open-ended questions, kind of like give them that space to really reflect and just think about things. Um, One other strength I would share of yours is also, it's called the strength of power, which basically is just like this like combination of your like super strong intuition, your very strong gut response basically means that like you're kind of when you're responding like moment by moment and like really listening to your body, like you basically just like can navigate any crisis or any situation. Mm-hmm. Often these people operate really well in moments of crisis mm-hmm. because they just kind of drop into their body and know exactly what they need to do. Yeah. Um, but it can be a really nice energy to be around, you know, because mm-hmm. they really just like have clarity that kind of cuts through things. Mm-hmm. I feel that super. I've been in multiple crisis moments and have complete... It's actually been a time when I've felt the most calm. And I wouldn't think so because like when I think of a crisis, I get like anxiety and anxious. But when I am in it, I'm definitely the person that you want to be around because something happens. Like it's just complete calm. Yeah. Well, and that's so funny because that's what I always hear from these people is like exactly that description. It's just like in moments of crisis, like everything slows down and just calms Mm -hmm. for them. And they just like, there's just like this clarity that just cuts through it all and they know exactly what they need to do, mm-hmm. you know? So whether that's like putting out a fire in the business, you know, or whether that's like going through a global crisis, like it's just actually such a good energy to be around. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. One other piece I would share is also you have this... Um, it's a different, it's a channel in your human design, which is all around like finding purpose, you know, and just like finding a purpose for your life. And sometimes there can be a little bit of struggle of just like, I'm going to like find something to fight for and like have mm-hmm. meaning. And often these people can have these periods where like, maybe sometimes you feel incredibly purposeful. And then like, there's periods where you have like a lack of purpose and it's just like a natural thing to have that kind of flow. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that when you're in kind of that lower place of maybe feeling less purposeful, it's kind of meant to be like a very creative melancholic state. So I guess the encouragement is not to try to like get your way out of that, but more Mm. just like let that be a really creative inward time and like trust that purpose is always going to be on the other side and it kind of can operate a little bit in a pulse. Wow. Yeah. Needed that one. (laughs) I've gotten more grace around it. And for anyone listening, I think that I I don't know if that's a common thing, but I feel like I can attract that type of person who Mm. were very driven by purpose, but I do feel... and, And I don't know if this is... So I'd love to hear from your perspective because I've kind of thought that this was just a general belief that your purpose changes all the time, but that could be because my purpose has changed all the time. And I know 
that there's an in-between state that I have to give myself major grace around because I can get really, really low really fast Mm -hmm. if I don't feel like I'm on purpose. And I've learned to kind of like be and enjoy my like just creativity or like dabble in things until the purpose comes again, but it can be a really low point. So is this something in human design that is like, do people not feel that way? (laughs) Yeah. I think that like, it's, you know, in some ways, like the whole human design chart kind of lives in all of us. And like, so some people it might kind of be activated at certain points in time, if they're around you or like based on where the planets are, but like for you, it's kind of like always there that kind of wave. And so, and also that desire and like fight for purpose is something that is very unique to you. Mm. And I think also because you have that kind of flexible identity that we talked about a little bit earlier, like your purpose, like you said, might change. It might Mm. keep adapting and evolving. And that's so much a part of your design and who you are. Mm. Um, You know, and it is funny because I think sometimes we do share stuff with people's design and, you know, and they're like, wait, I thought like everyone felt like that. Like, that's just me. And I read it. I'm like, that's definitely not me. Like I have no experience (laughs) of that. But like, I just don't think we sometimes understand how unique we are, you know, and like allow that. So it is. And like, sometimes I'll even like, you know, do sessions for people that I know and friends and I'm like, this doesn't really sound like them. And I like read it to them. They're like, oh my God, yes. So it's just like, there's so much that we don't know. Oh my God. I feel like you have to come in to our team so we can all yes. like work together and understand each other, which I'll, we, I'll talk to you about that after this. Um, Amazing. I would love that. Because there are so many things that like, I think now that I'm seeing so much of how I am, I can, you know, when I speak, I know that I am speaking to a, a, a certain type of person, but I can, I can definitely see how I can generalize a bit and feel like that's a universal feeling when it will actually help me even more I think with my strengths to understand other, other, you know, people, other aspects of it. So, okay. So exactly. I have to ask you because while I have you on here and you have my design in front of you, cause I don't have oh it. God, tell me. Um, yes. how, so what I'm struggling with right now is like when I'm doing something new and really big, even though I know I'm supposed to do it and I know how big it's supposed to be, I can feel uh, a little bit frustrated. Like I don't have all the answers and I'm not going to get them. And I know that I have to lean back on like trust Mm -hmm. of like my, maybe I'm being vague, but like my knowing that the right relationships are going to show up for me um, because the vision is there and I know it's going to happen. But I can still get that. Like right now I'm kind of in this place of like, I don't know what to do next. There's so much. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can speak to that with my design or if I'm just being super like, Vague. Um, I think here, let me see if this answers it. I think that, like, something that human design has taught me in general is that, like, we can't really architect the future at all. Like, you know what I mean? We can try to control it. Like, we can make a plan. Like, but actually, for your design specifically, you're not really designed to, like, get so specific on the plans. Like, I think human design is very much like make one aligned decision at a time and it'll take you all the way there. Mm. And so, I don't know where the kind of hesitation is. It feels like there's a little bit of, like, I see where this is going and like there's, I don't know exactly how to get there, like what step to get there. Like my encouragement to you would be like trusting your gut to be like, I've got to just figure out like the nearest possible thing that feels aligned and courageous and just like keep like one step after another. And then like the whole thing will unfold and probably in ways that I couldn't even have imagined. Mm. And Mm -hmm. also maybe it's a place where like, you know, you need support from your team. Whereas like this piece of it actually really doesn't light me up very much, Mm. you know? And so like, maybe I can like delegate and hand that piece off. Yeah. How does that, does that land at all? With no, what those are huge. It's, it's funny because what I'm, so what I'm going towards and what you have been telling me has actually been a strength is like, I, I have felt lazy because I'm going 
for the things first that feel fun and light and good and energetic. And, you know, I get to work with a team and create and then go off and think of my own things and then come together with the team and design and think of marketing. But when it comes to like the very systematic, strategic, raising money, I'm like, like, so um, yeah, just getting more support and also moving forward. Cause what can happen is I can think the other things are more important. So I'll stop doing the things that actually lift Uh me up altogether. So then I stop completely. Like I kind of just like spin my wheels. And then it doesn't even give you the energy to move forward with it. Because like, remember that when you're actually using your energy in a way that feels good, it creates energy for you. Like I even was with a client last week. She's like, I really have to clean my room. I'm like, just do something so fun first that you're just like bursting with energy. And then you're like, (laughs) I'll clean my, you know what I mean? Where it's like, by doing all those fun light things that you might be like, okay, I'll do it. Or also maybe like, this is an aspect of my business that feels really draining. So like, I'm going to hand that piece off because I know that like my value is in the things that like light me up in all the ways. Oh my God. So powerful. Okay. So you have a gift for everybody or like a, a discounted gift on what you do. Um, Cause yes. I do think everybody should go and do this. Um, so I don't know, do you have in-person sessions as well? Or do you have this? Mm-hmm. Tell me about all of the offers. Tell me about it. I'll tell you about all the things. So um, I'm in New York. I'm based in New York. Um, I'm on the West coast often. So one of my main offerings is something called the blueprint, which is basically a 30 page PDF on your unique design that I put together. And it basically just covers like all the key pieces we talked about today and so much more. Um, and it's just like such a beautiful resource manual of like who you are. And like, I have people that literally will carry it around with them in their purse, like literally everywhere. And whenever they like are making a decision, they just pull it out. Mm. So um, we have a discount code for that. So the discount code is happy. And um, I'll send you the link for that. I also offer sessions both remote and in person in LA when I'm there and then in New York and video all the time. And then I do work with um, partners. So either whether couples or business partners, and then I also do work with teams. Mm, amazing. Okay. So what's the website we go to? And then they enter the code happy for the 30 page blueprint. Website is erinclairjones.com slash blueprint. Okay. erinclairjones.com forward slash blueprint. And then they enter in the code H-A-P-P-Y for the podcast when you're happy. And I will put that all in show notes as well. Um, And I'm sure you just have like a multitude of things on the site, even for people just to go and look at if they're curious, but you guys can see. um, Yeah. Well, I've benefited so much from... I got a short human design printout probably like two years ago and it was like a page or two. Um, But this has been a billion times more beneficial um, to be able to talk through it and to see what resonates and, you know, the back and forth. But that's probably part of my design as well as being... Yeah. (laughs) Being able to talk about it. Yeah. I also just think that we're at a place where we don't need more information. Like we want tools. We want to talk through it and like really understand how to apply it. So I think the conversation piece is so useful. Well, I'm so grateful you came on the podcast. Is there anything else that we should know that we didn't cover? I think those are all the key pieces. One thing I was just going to share is that I share a lot about human design on Instagram. So if anyone wants to learn there, I'm Erin Claire Jones there as well. But I think those are the key pieces. I think those are the most important pieces to walk away with for sure. All right, you guys, if you love this podcast as much as I did, I think the coolest thing that you can do is to uh, tag Erin and let her know when you upload this to Instagram stories, let her know what your biggest takeaway was um, or DM her. Let her know if you're going to be using your stuff or if you're going to book a session with her, whatever that looks like. But this is so valuable. And if you have teams, if you have a partner that you're quarantined with, that you are (laughs) needing to understand more, if you just need a great date night, this could be something so much fun to do. Um, And also, oh my God, Erin, this would be so... And I know you know this is what you do, but like 
like freaking amazing to understand your children. Um, So, so powerful. Oh my God. That we that could be a whole podcast in and it's of a itself. Whole podcast. It's so good. It's so it's like you're basically giving your kids permission to be who they are from day one. Wow. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's unbelievable. So good. Okay. Well, go find her, go follow her, and make sure you text this or share this with somebody you love who you know is in need of some information like this. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. 
You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.